Don't be a moral idiot. Next up on this episode of the Kingdom Project Podcast. Welcome to a new episode. I'm your host, Marcus Hall, and uh, I'd like to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Subscribe, uh, especially on YouTube, and leave a rating if you uh, if you would like. Or, actually, please, please leave a, please just leave a rating on iTunes. So, <laughs> all right, here's what's going on. Um, I'm going to play a clip here in a minute. I said, don't be a moral idiot, okay? We're going to see what moral idiocy is. Moral idiocy is, well, it comes from the term imbecile, which used to be, and actually used to be, a psychiatric term for people who lack knowledge about certain things. All right. So, uh, or like clear thinking and stuff like that. So the moral idiot I'm talking about, and I'm going to play a clip is the governor of, of New York, Andrew Cuomo. So if you're familiar with Cuomo, um, you'll know he's held a lot of well, every day he's held briefings, just like many other governors and like the president. There's been times when, you know, he's really stepped up and he's done well. And he's even thanked the president and the federal government for helping. And much just like our tr- president, he says some stupid things from time to time. And, yeah, he's the brother of uh, of Chris Cuomo. And a lot of times you'll see him and Chris on Chris's show and they go back and forth like bad cop, good cop type of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's quite entertaining, but he's very New York. Uh, he's been in politics his whole life. His dad was the governor before and all that stuff. Anyway, I'm going to play this clip and basically I'm not going to play the whole thing. It was really long, but he's taking questions and uh, it's you don't get the full part of the first sentence by the journalist but but then you'll hear the uh, the the main point and then you'll get his answer and then um then I'm just I stopped it uh, uh, after after you can get the gist of it and uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about and then I'll just going to respond and I there's not going to be a lot of scripture or anything, but you know, it's, I'm not a political commentator. I do listen to political stuff, um, but I, I just go, going to respond. It's just a good example of overreach and authority and mishandling information. Okay, so here is the clip. Employment check. And they're saying that they don't have time to wait for all of this testing and they need to get back to work in order to feed their families. Their savings is running out. They don't have another week. They're not getting answers. So their point is the cure can't be worse than the illness itself. What is your response to them? The illness is death. (laughs) What is worse than death? What if somebody commits suicide because they can't? Pay their yeah, but the illnesses may be my death as opposed to your death. Nope. You said they said the cure is worse than the illness. It is. The illness is death. No, it's not. How can the cure be worse than the illness if the illness 
is potential death. Because it's not. What if the economy failing Worse than death? Is equals death. Very for, because no, of mental it, illness, the people, no, the people stuck at home. No, it doesn't. It doesn't equal death. <laughs> Economic hardship. Yes. Very bad. Not death. Emotional stress from being locked in a house. Very bad. Not death. Uh, um, domestic violence on the increase. Very bad. Not death. And not death of someone else. See, that's what we have to factor into this equation. Yeah, it's your life. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you're not responsible for my life. You have a responsibility to me. It's not just about you. Okay. You have a responsibility to me, right? We started here saying it's not about me. It's about we. Get your head about the, around the we concept. Yeah. Get around the we. Get it around that, okay? Get your get your head around that concept. Okay, so, yeah, this is moral idiocy. It, he's being an imbecile here because, first and foremost, he says the illness is death. The illness is not death. The illness is coronavirus-19, COVID-19. That's what it is, okay? Uh, my dog's barking. She wants to go out. So, um, the illness is not death. And the more data, the more information that we get, the less more the less death that we see. The percentage keeps dropping. Uh and I know this is bad is really bad, you know, when CDC announced that it, 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 we're going to count, you know, if somebody dies and it's suspected that they had it um and we don't know if they had it or not but we'll count it as a COVID-19 death okay that jumps the numbers up why because for hospitals Medicaid and federal uh, loans and all that goes to their pockets so somebody dies while they're under their care and they're just happen to be, you know, a, a patient for something else, but it's suspected that maybe they had it. They can just write it. It's been okayed even, um, to write this on the death certificate cause of death. Even if it's a possible, if it says possible COVID-19 death, then they can get money for it. Now, Obviously, maybe there's maybe that is justified in seeing how overwhelmed a lot of hospitals have been, especially in New York. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just explaining it. But the illness is not death. And I mean, obviously, if it was, then it would be 100 percent death rate. And it's not. All right. I would say chances are by now at this point, if you're healthy and you don't have underlying uh, health issues or compromised immune system, or if you, you know, haven't been through chemo and things like that. Um, if you're young and healthy, you, your rate of surviving this virus is close to a hundred percent, if not a hundred percent. We don't know the long-term effects on lungs and all that, but I'm just saying the illness is not death. 
And then he says, what's worse than death? Well, e economic collapse, people that don't have money, uh, people who want to work to feed their family. And he's like, whoa, 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 that's worse than death. That's not worth worse than death. So we're all going through these shutdowns and these extensions of stay in and all that stuff. And it seems like people don't understand that the whole slow, uh, you know, 15 days to slow the spread. That's the key word. Slow. It's not stop. Slow the spread. Um, has been extended and then it's been extended again. And states are overreaching their their use of a power and authority, right? When he and then he says, "Oh yeah, okay, it's your life. Do whatever you want." Yeah, except when you are calling the shots through executive orders that are even going beyond the constitutional rights of of citizens, federally and uh, by state. Do whatever you want to your life except for right now because I'm saying the illness is death and there's nothing worse than death. Economic hardship, bad. Domestic violence, bad. All these things, bad. But it's not death. <clears throat> Wrong. <laughs> now, let me say one thing. Let me be transparent about myself. Uh, it can be nerve-wracking working out there. I'm a central worker. Many people are. Um, there's not been a large number, though, of people working in grocery stores and working at gas stations um, or in my field of work that have gotten sick. And, uh, I mean, think about it. Just think about it. And it's just a thought. There's, I have no evidence or anything, but if these people who are their truck drivers, they're part of the distribution supply chain, and they're working in these uh, like grocery stores, Walmart and Target and all that, and Kroger's, and and there's not been a large number yet. We've seen large numbers of people get sick in meat processing places, but not in these uh, other settings, which is little strange seeing that many people we all gather and go there to get our stuff it's always packed um so uh just to be transparent here that i have to go out and i go into people's homes you know not all the time uh because of this i'm trying to say hey i can do this for you and that and try to be more proactive in social distancing i wear gloves i wear a mask it gets a, uh, it wears you out mentally, um, putting the stuff on and then putting it off and then sanitizing and, uh, you know, wondering when you're in a house and all that type of stuff. All right. It's a little stressful. Um, I was scared at first. I'm not so much scared now. I just, you know, I, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants it. Um, however, I just want you to know I've uh, I'm not like somebody it's thought this has been like overly dramatized like a uh, uh, a glorified flu things like that um, um, however I think the media has played up the panic and like in this clip that we heard from Governor Cuomo 
you know, the illness is death. He's selling death here to keep people in and say, look, the economy may be crashing or you may be without a job and you may have to stand in a food line for six hours to get a box of food, which is happening. Um, But that's not as bad as dying, which really um, I think is, is just a horrible statement to say because it can take years. It can take a, um, a, a generation or more to recover from economic depression and recession. Uh, there's some people who can't, who just can't take this and they're ramping up their drug use or alcohol intake. So they'll be dying from alcohol poisoning or drug overdoses. Some are dealing with the mental stress. So mental health here again i mean that plays in the drugs and alcohol as well but those who don't deal with extreme anxiety and depression and people are already committing suicide so i'm not i'm not trying to put down any of this but i'm rather say here is that when he says what could be worse than death well all of those things being able to prevent economic collapse to get people to have their jobs back and to provide for their family to serve their family uh, to decrease the amount of drug overdoses um, to decrease the amount of domestic abuse and child abuse to decrease uh, the numbers of suicide those things are better than uh, than than just trying to keep everyone locked up and, and in fear. Now, obviously I'm a believer and most of you are too. Uh, so death, death has no sting. We are alive in Christ. We're placed in Christ. That gift is, uh, from salvation is eternal life opposed to eternal death. That being said, um, <laughs> Knowing the gospel, what could be worse? I like what could be worse than death. I mean, uh, well, I mean, Jesus died on the cross for humanity. He 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 didn't say, "Well, like he wasn't." You know, uh, <laughs> he suffered. He suffered to the point of death, and then he beat death and was resurrected. Right? We know this. So uh, I'm not I'm not scared of death. Um, that's not, you know, like I don't want to die right now, but that statement within itself, if I could tease it out to make my case is not being selfish. It's not self preservation, which is what Cuomo is advertising here because, you know, my reason is just like, you know, I want to grow old with my spouse. I want to see my son, uh, be a man and, uh, marry. I want to see grandchildren, things like that. Uh, things that we all have uh, in, in common, I believe. But I don't fear death because that death has already been taken on by my Savior, Jesus. Right? So what could be worse than death? Well, what could be worse than death is depression, uh, looting, and rioting, uh, people getting killed for a piece of food, 
um, wives and children being beaten on a daily basis because they're locked in a house uh, and they're going to have to live with that trauma now for the rest of their lives. Uh, People taking their lives because they are obviously thinking death is the way out of these problems. Those are the things we need to look at in this situation, okay? Also, we should point out, I will point out that, you know, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. See, self-preservation in the sense of being so selfish that in the human instinct, okay, and when I say human instinct, it's going to have to fall into the realm of being born of Adam. So self-preservation and doing what you can to survive and get by means doing that just that whatever you can do to survive whether it be steal uh, or killing right to protect yourself at the up the most that's the utmost important thing for you is to survive Self-preservation like that is selfish. It's self-centered, so that's self-righteousness. And that then is sinful. Now, you know, obviously there's things that we do. You can eat healthy. You can work out. You can all that type of stuff. We, we, we rest. We, we take time to reset and re-energize and things. That, that within itself, no, that's not bad. I'm talking about the self-preservation that comes from the human instinct of being born of Adam. And that goes away when you die to yourself and become alive in Christ. So when you hear someone who is, you know, supposedly Catholic and all that, and he's saying the illness is death, what's worse than death, uh, all these things, yeah, they're bad, but it's not death, then you are hearing just this weird, you know, dichotomy of stuff that just shows uh, being a moral idiot because the economy being shut down, people losing their livelihoods, all right, small business owners, and just people who work, you know, people in general, you, they like to work because it gives them uh, something to do. <laughs> it, 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 but you get accomplishment from it and stuff. You feel you you know, right? And especially as a Christian, you be a good worker or a good employer, this is a good work. And we we need that. Mankind, we've always worked, okay? And then this whole, like, being responsible for each other that he mentions, it's no longer about you, it's about we. I mean, isn't that kind of always been the case anyway? And what I mean, let me make my point, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up, is that with illness, first and foremost, I mean, cold and flu season, We will, most people will try to do their best to stay home when they start to have symptoms. We know we keep our children home from school, and they have to be fever-free. Same with work. You want to be fever-free. You're thinking of others when you do that. If I uh, drink and drive, right? Like, that's irresponsible. A lot of people don't drink and drive. A lot of people don't text and drive. A lot of people don't do a lot of things that could have consequences to other people 
and not just themselves. There is still a we factor in there, even with the people like who aren't living in Christ. So all that being said, the the only other thing I would say here too is most uh, most people in America <laughs> uh, aren't 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 Christian. They don't know Christ, so they don't know. They do fear death, and he's using the fear tactic of death to uh, combat everything that he's still going forward with right now. So are a lot of other governors as well. He's not the only one guilty of that, but. He's using that, but a lot of people do fear death, but why would they fear death if they're atheists and agnostic or whatever else? I I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't get it. So, anyway, all that being said, we know that Jesus suffered to the point of death. We know that there's no greater love than somebody who would suffer or give up their lives for a brother or sister, and death has no sting for us who are in Christ. So the cure cannot be <laughs> worse than the illness because it's going to wreck the economy. It's going to wreck lives. It's going to make people lose their homes, lo- lose their jobs uh, indefinitely. And uh, lo- some, some are going to commit suicide. Some are going to overdose. Some are going to beat people to death. There's going to be homicide and murders um, because of this. And the the thing of it is, uh, it's not all the illness illnesses fault either right it's not that's another thing that when i saw they were first announcing the stimulus checks a lot of people were like well you didn't like socialism but you like it now that's not socialism at all it's not it's welfare <laughs> and it's the equivalent to this the government ran a vehicle into the front of your house and it's sitting in the living room. They owe you the money now from their insurance, you know, and this is just an, you know, an analogy, but they owe you to fix your house. That's what that is. But now instead of just giving you some money to partially fix your house, they've left the vehicle sitting in your living room and they're telling you to deal with it until they say you don't have to deal with it anymore. And then they'll just sort of tow the car out into the front yard and leave the house in shambles for you to try to figure out what to do. That's moral literacy as well, I believe. That's being an imbecile. That's taking advantage of everyone's fears and using their control to the sense of being a tyrant and acting very much like Nero in the Roman Empire in the first century. So, all that being said, be safe, protect yourself, and know your rights, and hopefully you won't be a moral idiot either. All right, there's another episode, and I'm sure some of you won't like that at all. But if you have any questions, uh, comments, or disagreements, you can send them my way at the Kingdom Project Podcast at gmail.com or leave a comment uh, on YouTube or Facebook. Until next time, don't be a moral idiot. <laughs>